Shut up and sit down. By all means, go for it. Have fun. Just leave me alone. People are coming together more and more and more and more as the government has been failing us more and more. I'm against being shitty to people. You can't research your way into understanding somebody. One way or another, I'd rather have the fight now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fight Club, where the first rule of Fight Club is you tell everyone about it. Um, it's different than the other Fight Clubs that you've heard of. Uh, so like this video, share it, uh, subscribe to the channel, do all the fun things, uh, and tell everyone about this awesome conversation that's about to happen. Um, if you are watching this on one of the shitty old platforms, there's a link in the description to go watch this stream on Odyssey. Uh, there is a Fight Club channel over there. So if you already follow Fight for Liberty over there, go follow Fight Club. It's a different channel. I don't know. I just decided to make it two different channels. It's the same on YouTube, but it's two different ones on Odyssey. So go make sure you're subscribing to both um, because a lot of these conversations are awesome. So half of them are going to be about the fight. The other half about the club. This uh, episode is going to be a lot more fun. No fighting um, or arguing. Not a debate like Thursday's episode will be. Uh, we have two super awesome people. But before we get into that, I got to tell you about the people that pay the bills. Um, not that they actually do that. That's a myth. Uh, Nugofknowledge.com is where you can go to get all of your greatest needs uh, in the cannabis community, or at least the ones that are kind of sort of legal in most of the states. So if you want to be uh, hitting a vape pen the way that I do during all of my shows to be as stoned as I am, because it's the only way I could possibly imagine these things are bearable for you guys, um, go on over to nugofknowledge.com. You can use the promo code FSM to get 10% off, and that helps the show. It helps the network. Um, it helps all of your favorite creators. Uh, well, no, just the ones that are on this network, so uh, probably not all of them, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> today, we are talking, we're getting a little mystic, and we have two wonderful, wonderful people, uh, Mr. Dan Smots of the System is Down podcast and Goulash Media, Jack Casey, the author of uh, WVW and the Royal Green. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Let me see if I can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Hi. How's it going, How guys? are we doing? Good. I, I see that you uh, didn't get enough flat earth out of Jack and decided to have on his, uh, his sidekick to do it for you. <laughs> you know, I do have an announcement about that. Um, I, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking and I, after much contemplation, I, I, I'm here to announce I no longer identify as a, uh, as a flat earther um, because I now prefer the term planet killer. So, yeah, I'm not just a flat earther. I'm a motherfucking planet killer, bitch. Watch out. <laughs> I'm here to destroy your planet and your globe. I'm calling dibs on the Jack Casey planet killer destroyer of world shirt. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> <laughs> I figure if flat earth needs a rebranding as, as something... Um, Kind of more badass sounding, so I think Planet Killer will do something that sounds like people cared about it within the last 500 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, I'm I'm a dick to everybody, even the people that I I like and agree with. So it's all good. <laughs> uh, it's, it's what it's what you're here for. This is this is a fight club, technically. Right. 
that's right. right. Yeah, David said that we're not going to fight, but I don't know what uh, he thought he was see. getting into here. But yeah. <laughs> I hate Jack Casey, and I will fight him to the end of the very round fat earth. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna lure you out of that flat closet because I know you go in there all the time. Wait, am I and, supposed uh, to be going into it or out of it? I'm not. I, well, you yeah, you you dip in, and I'm gonna drag you out. And uh, so if I'm dipping in, that means I was out. Well, well, I guess you're. Yeah, <laughs> this analogy Damn. sucks. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas David, we're gonna shove him in there and rip him back out. I don't know how this works. Is it like oh. like like a disappearing wardrobe? I'm not. I'm not sure. I've never been in or or out of a closet. Um, I know. I know Dan can identify a little bit more with this conversation than I can, but. David uh, doesn't even have a closet for fear of people thinking that he's a flat earther or a gay. <laughs> I live in New York City. We don't the closets don't exist. Right, your entire apartment's a closet, right? Right. Nice. Uh, it's it's an apartment that that has like a little desk and and a little couch and it's nice home. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm actually in Houston right now in like a like he texas is weird for me like it's so spread out and like everything is like 20 minute drive away from each other and i don't understand it because i'm from a place where like a 20 minute drive is long enough to not go <laughs> <laughs> well i'm from I, a place where a 30 minute drive is short and otherwise you're just driving in <laughs> corn so <laughs> the great uh you get used yes, to yes that's great rare. corn wilds i i lived in austin for 10 years um so yeah, I know what you mean about Texas. I remember someone being like, "Oh, I'm in Houston. You should come come see me." I'm like, "Dude, that's three hours away. That's <laughs> like I gotta drive. It's a big state just to get across part of it." Yeah, when I road trip from Austin up to uh, Washington State, like half the drive was getting out of Texas. So it's understandable. So uh, Dave Brady is in the comments asking if this is where he comes to insult Dan. It, really anywhere you're welcome but uh <laughs> i have a feeling you will regret it and uh, you've been warned <laughs> fair enough well so first of all uh let's start off with dan tell people why they should watch your show uh, it's, uh, it's real retarded i guess um dave david bradley i think is responding to i just put out a post with the, the link to this and said come call us the r word uh so we might get some of that tonight <laughs> but um yeah my show we talk about all the uncomfortable topics like conspiracies politics and religion um the, the those are like the three main core things which over time i've come to realize that they're kind of all one in the same like your conspiracies leak into your religions leak into your politics leak into your conspiracies so they're all kind of just being real and exploring the world together not saying like not fighting necessarily over uh calling people stupid for having the wrong beliefs you know unless they believe in like covid regime i don't know I, i've changed a little bit over the years but um yeah mostly just trying to change the world one conversation at a time and explore all the crazy shit and do so with an open, humble, but, uh, you know, confident mind, I guess. And have some right. laughs. Mostly that. And laughs. Your your show is, I think I've watched more of your show than all other podcasts combined over the last, like, month. Nice. Because you keep streaming in the, like, you stream in the afternoon. And so anytime that I have, like, a day off, you post and I just happen to be like, well, fuck it. I'm bored. Like, there you let go. Me, let me just hop on there and, and watch this shit. Not a lot of competition. It's me, <laughs> The View, and CNN Daytime. And, uh, you know, I'm doing okay. <laughs> Respectable. Um, Crushing I, it. 
I uh, I loved the, the, there was one episode the other day where you were like, uh, the, I p- actually posted the quote. You're like, well, before I do commentary on this person's commentary, let's watch his commentary of other commentary. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the Wednesday show is just watching the news or going through the news. So sharing what's going on in the world with people who don't want to pay attention to it, which I respect them for it, but mostly just poking fun at all the ridiculousness in society. Laughing at the king and you know poking fun at the beast. I think. Oh it. yeah. All right, and Jack, tell us why people should read your books. Oh man, I look. I, I speaking of uh, conspiracies, politics, and religion, I took all three of those and a lot of my. Uh, speaking of retarded. my yeah, speaking of <laughs> yeah, all my <laughs> deep, dark, uh, beautiful, retarded feelings, and I I poured them into um, book form. Uh, this one, the Royal Green, and its sequels. God damn, um, that thing is thick. It's it's a thick boy. It's you a, wrote three it's, dictionaries. It's a girthy, uh, rigid. Well, it's paperback actually, but uh, <laughs> and then for those who prefer, uh, you know, the uh, the micro penis of uh, of their literature, I've got this very thin <laughs> little uh, pilot episode teaser uh, for another series uh, that could begin. Um, but yeah, I write about deep, the dark, fun one, stuff. I, rec- I recommend the micropenis, by the way. J- yeah. Just in this case alone. It starts yeah, and specifically. Get, get the micropenis. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, you know, I always like to think about deep uh, questions and, and explore all those dark themes and humor as well. And I just pour that into characters and writing. And um, so far, um, people have been reading them and telling me they love it. So I would like to keep writing and publishing and entertaining y'all through these dark times. I dig it. I dig it. Well, guys, uh, definitely, if you don't already, I'm sure if you're watching this, you've probably already heard of all of those things and you probably already watch Dan's show and you read Jack's books or or you're like Spike and you've refused to read Jack's <laughs> books. Um, He's not wrong to do so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jack tricked me into reading the last one because he made it 100 pages just so I would read it. And then he was like, eh, there's some tranny shit in there. And I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, you I, in. I, I had Buck Angel Trapped on my show you. this morning, so I'm all loosened you're, up. You're allowed to say <laughs> I love how you were like, oh, I have some some tranny friends, which I know is like saying that I have some black friends. <laughs> hey, See, true. and now y'all can add me as your token minority flat earth friend, right? You could be mm-hmm. like, look, I, I'm so tolerant. I've got this guy that uh, yeah, calls yeah. himself I'm the planet killer. Actual retards. <laughs> yeah, I'm not an ableist. I like Jack Casey. <laughs> Oh, cool. I don't need Tom Queter Look, anymore. Perfect. I'm just one sixteenth retarded for uh, for application purposes, okay? <laughs> I'm just cute. laughing at the Thomas Queter. I'm not gonna not gonna go there. Oh, he's hilarious <laughs> though. Yeah, he's he great. owns it. He is, he is <laughs> he's fucking hilarious. Yep. Okay, so to the topic of the actual, uh, you know, episode, 12 minutes in. Let's, uh, let's... <laughs> for those who are still here. Who for those who are... Honestly, the viewer count just keeps going up. Not going to oh, lie, shit. which is weird. I, I don't know what we're doing. but uh, Do we need okay. to drop more R words? Would that help? Apparently. They think we're calling to them. Oh, uh, Elizabeth chimes in with a nice fuck Jack Casey. 
Um, mm-hmm. oh, thank which you. is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, Dan, you were raised, uh, you're a pastor's kid, right? Yes. Um, Jack, were you also raised uh, in a religious uh, upbringing at all? No, no, I was, uh, I was raised non-religious, pretty much atheist, um, you know, big on the, on the evolution and all that fun stuff. Um, and then I, I had some exposure to, you know, religious ideas and things from knowing other people and having pe- other people in my family stuff. So I was always curious about the ideas. Um, but for a long time, I could never get any of them to make much sense. Um, probably as kind of an outsider. So then later as an adult on my own, I went exploring and asking spiritual questions. And in part, that's part of what my writing and other things are too, is kind of um, trying to figure that out. And uh, yeah, I I have some interesting thoughts and kind of religious adjacent ideas. Um, At times I'm closer to one thing or another, but now that I believe we're definitely in a creative place that's flat as fuck and very intelligently designed. Uh, <laughs> it, it kind of re-brings those questions to the forefront. Like I can't ignore them. They're not as hypothetical anymore. They're not like, oh, what if? They're like, oh, dude, look up, man. You're in something. You better figure out what's going on. So, but, um, but again, Flat Earth, it doesn't give you the answers as to who or what God is or this creator. It just says, hey, there's something. And that's up to you to figure out what that means. You know, which of the religions are true or false if any of them um or Mm -hmm. which wisdom of the ancients are closer or further to the truth which is the way to follow so i'm kind of reopening up that spiritual quest in a big way now that i've uh you know yeah i dig it um dan how is how is your kind of transition from that uh you know pastor's kid upbringing to to heathen to heathen. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, and let me ask a more pointed question. Were you ever like fully uh, like anti-theist, like hard atheist where you were like, no, nothing exists. Definitely not. And then kind of came back or or were you did you kind of maintain? I had a pretty big dip um, of just, you know, I, I like, I don't know, the fundamentalism and stuff like that over time. I, I just got to the point where I was like, you know. I am not convinced that any of this is true. Like it, it was so ingrained and I, I don't put any of this really on my parents. We don't have to make this steady issues or anything, but like just <laughs> stuff around that culture where um, I, I was like, if there is a God in heaven and he created us all to be this and made our brains this way. And then he's kind of responsible for the things that happen in this thing that he created and designed perfectly. Um, and the idea that, um, if that brain comes to the wrong conclusion, you will be cast into a lake of fire forever and ever. Amen. Uh, just didn't sit well with me. So I like a lot of the church culture I fell out of because uh, I had some experiences, you know, the the typical churchy people. And um, yeah, had some dips. And I'm on, I'm on what what a Christian would call a bit of an upswing. I'm getting <laughs> even more and more into it as time goes on. Um probably same as jack some of it does have to do with digging into the conspiracy stuff because once you start to be like oh i i think that this might be true or this might be true then you start digging into like some of the darker things and symbolisms and meanings and uh things that whether or not it is true like the 
I think that the people in charge believe it and they're they're going a certain direction with it. And so it's like it, like that kind of does boost up the, the religious side of things a bit. And, yeah, because you're like, well, if this is well, it's clear, it seems to be a clear spiritual warfare at some level. And I don't get into yeah. like the spiritual stuff all that much, really, on my show. But um, it seems like there is something going on, uh, you know, that is beyond our understanding. And if there is, then it doesn't necessarily give you the the answer, but it certainly you know, writes off atheism and stuff like not everything has to be understood by my brain. And I, when I came Mm. back to the faith, it was kind of like, um, have you seen a religious, the Bill Maher documentary where he's just going around picking at Christians and picking easy targets and being Bill Maher. Um, the (laughs) thing that, uh, I really liked that he said in there that kind of brought me out of the fundamentalism was, uh, well, what is the value of faith? Like if faith is just believing in something without evidence of it, how is that good and why is that good and um as time went on and i grew up a bit i think now more like faith is just understanding that um i'm not going to understand everything always because if i if i you know live my life as a christian trying to uh completely fully understand god and i'm never going to be satisfied until i fully understand god then um i'm not going to if i could fully if this brain could fully understand what god is and what god's purpose is um i would be god like the the creation can never fully understand the creator so uh that for me that was more coming to this realization that faith is more just humbling yourself enough to realize what you don't know and what you might might never know so i don't know if that answers your question but that's my speech thank you the end i feel that honestly um so I had never made the conspiracy theory to uh, religion connection until I tried to debate Jack Casey on Fleet, Flat Earth uh, a couple weeks ago. There it is. Um, well, and and the thing, like the reason that I I literally tell people I lost, like I've had multiple <laughs> people ask me, like, oh, how'd that go? Like, oh, dude, I, like I'm I told you sure that day, like nobody. Everybody shows up to debate a flat earther thinking the flat earther is going to like it's going to be easy. But the flat earther doesn't go to a debate without knowing his shit because nobody wants to put their name on that until they know all their shit. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so it ne- it seems like it never goes the way the, the debaters. Planning I mean, it in that so I wasn't. Expecting it was a great conversation, like, though. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I wasn't expecting to, like, blow Jack out of the water. And honestly, I was I I was going in with kind of a plan to, like, fake lose and, like, pretend to be a flat earther for a little bit. <laughs> just, like, for the lull. You faked it well, I got to say. Um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to connect it to a more on point, like, full philosophical ideology than almost anyone else i know has like as far as um like everything else like you just connected it with so many other things and i was just like what the what like no one else that i know (laughs) believes these things of like everybody laughs at the conspiracy board with the thread on it until you get close enough to see uh wait actually shit (laughs) (laughs) yes oh i'm so happy to hear that that's what i was going for because i think like myself and others who've gotten into that stuff we have a similar path most people approach it not expecting it to ever possibly be true or close to true or serious it sounds like people something people would believe based on right sort of blind faith or not based on any kind of facts or reason and then it's only when you, you dig deep and get to the real stuff that you're like this actually makes more sense than than one would think and that mm-hmm. yeah it, it, 
and that's what I hope to do then is, is help be another face for like, Hey, this movement over here, this thing going on doesn't have to be as dumb or stupid or crazy as it sounds. Like, I mean, I'm going to poke fun and still have fun with it. Um, Cause it is fun. Right. Uh, to kind of make jokes and do all this stuff, but just to help show people like, Hey, there's actually like deeper, cooler ideas going on here. And honestly, that's how I felt relooking at, um, you know, Christianity and, and a lot of spiritual ideas because you know, I knew the parts that I couldn't wrestle with or couldn't get, you know, my head around or things that seemed to kind of just, yeah, out of touch or archaic or right fundamentalist or something where it seemed too much of the man-made religion part. And like, it was missing some of the deeper ideas going on in there that were, were maybe much more profound and, and, and worth looking at. Um, for example, you mentioned like, you know, the, the hellfire stuff that, that was, that was one of the major things in my research on Christianity was to find that um, the concept of eternal hell and all that was, was not what the original Christians were thinking and talking about, you know, now I also, with this flatter stuff and other conspiracy stuff, we don't know how much of our history is true or not. We, we don't know how much of these texts are, you know, or whatever, but, but assuming they're, they're based on some truth or something like that. Um, there's a really cool um, essay this guy wrote. Um, his name's Andrew Jukes in like the 1800s. He wrote something called the second death and the restitution of all things. And he was making the case that there is, you know, in, in, in his interpretation of Christianity, there is a hell or place um, one may go to, but that it wouldn't be forever. That like, it's like either you're choosing to be, you know, to die and be reborn spiritually in life. So that then when your body's, you know, killed and reborn and resurrected you know you're already synced up spiritually too and that people who avoid a spiritual transformation and resurrection when their bodies get revived the idea is that they they then go to a place of spiritual hell where they are kind of killed and reborn and and this idea that it's not so much that people are in hell forever it's just that some people will go there first before, you know, it's almost like the concept of purgatory. It's like what the Catholic church then adopted into the concept of purgatory, this idea that, that any punishment or pain was a place of instruction or rebirth or like, you know, something that you either take on in this life to become better, you know, and, and do your mission here. Or else when, if you put it off and avoid it, it's the idea was that it was much worse later if, if you, you know, avoided these truths or whatever. So I thought that was a really cool concept. He explains it really eloquently. Um, and made this case because the first Christians were basically, they believed in universal reconciliation, that the reason why um, God would ever allow things to be shitty for a while or let the devil win for a while is if there was a plan to restore and fix everything and everyone that, that basically at some point, you know, the gates of hell are, you know, it's empty. There, there's no one there because everything gets fixed and restored in the end. So it's interesting that a lot of the early, you know, ideas dealt with this universal salvation not necessarily everyone being spared from consequences or or pain from error you know it wasn't wasn't a complete um uh you know get out of jail free card but just this idea that the ultimate end goal was the restoration of the whole universe and every soul you know even the rebel angels and stuff so it's really cool to to put it in that context and then think oh yeah okay then maybe that's how you could justify a God who temporarily allows a certain amount of evil or something, because if they're the long-term goal is to fix and restore everything. And you know, that's part of that process, but that was one of uh, some other cool ideas. The other one that I was exploring and I, I can 
I can show up as like a best torch again, but I, I have, was the idea of uh, God being a goddess in, in female imagery and pronouns used in uh, Jewish and Christian texts that is often overlooked and not talked about. Um, the idea of the Holy Spirit being the divine feminine, and mm-hmm. she, and this dove, you know, coming down and taking. So there's some really cool. Enough of you the know. identity religion. Jared. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> so <laughs> pronouns aside, um, I want to hear from you guys because I've been on a tangent. <laughs> no, I, I I like that, and I agree with you on pretty much everything, even though I just forgot all of what you said. But uh, <laughs> it's um, yeah. You have faith though that what I said made sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I have faith that God will provide uh, as is needed in this conversation, but. <laughs> I, <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know the whole hell thing. Like I think more so. Do you guys watch The Good Place? Yes. I, I think like I you mean obviously that not that show it legitly, but that thing at the beginning where he's like, uh, she asks like, oh, is this hell or heaven or whatever, and he's like, or she's like, did any anybody ever get this right? And he's like, that guy there, and it's just uh, this picture of one stoner dude at a party <laughs> who like got super trashed, <laughs> and he was the he got the closest that anybody's ever been. Like everybody's wrong is mm-hmm. what I, I think is probably the case. I mean, there might there's got to be probably some uh, uh, religious text that is more close to reality than another one, and I don't think there's really any way of proving that necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would guess that it's mine because you know, I'm an American. But um, of course. Uh, yeah, I, I think more than likely, like the whole concept of heaven and hell is probably going to be like this M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end. Where we're all like, oh, shit, we didn't even think of that one. <laughs> like, because we're like all debating <laughs> yeah. over what it definitely is or definitely isn't. And it's it's probably none of those things. And I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it could be separation from God. Maybe that means here, like as far as hell, maybe that means uh, it was kind of a C.S. Lewis thing where he thought that it was like, just being without God or maybe annihilationism or like you just go to nowhere and which I find that one hard to believe. Maybe uh, your energy recycles. Like I, I don't know. And I don't think I just get, I have my biggest issue with Christians that get hung up on what they know um, and not like know what you know and stick to that. But uh, if, if you like keep your mind open enough to know if you're wrong, because like, what are the odds that any of us have this figured out um as far as like what happens after you die none of us have died so i guess we'll find out (laughs) so like a a splitting up or arguing or being uh thinking somebody else is heretical for having a slightly different view is like fucking politics and um like maybe we're all wrong maybe we're all right we don't really know but if there is a divine creator that made us all in his own image i bet he's a lot more merciful than we give him credit for amen Um, yeah, yeah, so like I usually sum up my like my philosophical uh, ideology to say like there are two completely unanswerable questions in this life. Uh, one is where did we come from? The other one is where do we go when we die? And if you base your life or your personality or your connections with other humans off of someone else's answers to one of those two questions or both, you're a fucking moron. Like yeah. You're, you're given this <laughs> tiny fragment of time here and you're worried about what's in front of it and what's behind it instead of mm-hmm. actually caring about what's here and who's around you. So. Yeah, which is why I'm just as annoyed with like anti-theists yeah. as I am with like obnoxious Christians. Because if you spend your... Because especially because a lot of them 
are kind of annoying about it where they'll like shit on anyone that is religious yeah. on top of it. So not only are you basing your entire life off of the least likely answer to those two <laughs> questions because no I figured it all out nowhere... and it's nothing. It's nothing, <laughs> yeah, I promise. <laughs> I, I figured it out. We have no purpose, no value. It's nothing. Yeah, there's kids. a great uh, Alan Watts quote where he's like, he says something along the lines of, uh, if you were to get uh, a bunch of people in a room together to try to think up of the most unlikely thing that could ever possibly happen, I submit to you that no one would be able to top the Big Bang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. dead on. Like, it is the least likely of all of the scenarios. And it is more no, ridiculous you know, and less more impossible to explain how this makes any sense than the fucking flat earth <laughs> right the, the yeah, big bang no. nothing exploded and some things came out of it and it's all perfect thanks thanks david i appreciate you yeah yeah no, <laughs> I was exactly say, right i was gonna make the <laughs> same joke but i decided it was beneath me thank you david <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so if you if you are not only like basing your life off of the no nowhere and nothing answer, um, but you're also like shitting on other people for having a different answer to that question, like get a life, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like I, right. I think what happens with the most atheists is they're repulsed by something they saw wrong with religion, right? So whether it was the, the man-made stuff or the, you know, the parts of religion that I'm sure we've all disliked and thought wasn't maybe so divine. Um, that, yeah, they, they then swing the other way and they cling to this idea, well, then therefore, you know, it's almost like the only version of a creator or God or goddess they've ever had been shown is, is one not that they enough hate. To be atheist, he must be actively anti-Christian. <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> exactly, and so they would rather believe in no nothing because because they know that the version of that sucks that they've heard. Whereas, right, like we're all hoping for with our various interpretations, maybe this God does exist, but it's way cooler and more loving, and things are way more awesome than the kind of watered down or twisted version of it that religion sometimes offering right so it's sad that that those two extreme you know they can't see like well maybe there's something else here that that's mm -hmm. being missed and that's part of the whole point of this journey is right yeah so i will say that i do not believe in a like sentient being of of any kind like a creator uh as a as a yeah like as a sentient being um, you tell I'm, me you don't even believe you're not even woke enough to believe in Jack Casey's female who, recap who? <laughs> reboot of the Bible. <laughs> a super just yeah alpha <laughs> female goddess. Um, so hold on. who who built the dome cages, Joe? Who built the? <laughs> <laughs> who I built have it? no idea. Well, so first Joe. of all, I am not a flat earther like you. Uh, yeah. Fair. So I don't have to answer that question. Um, but honestly, Let's circle back. <laughs> yeah, um, honestly, the easiest way for me to describe my political or not, I keep trying to say political, uh, philosophical like beliefs is somewhere close to the force from Star Wars. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. In, I dig in it. The, in the most like tangible way, like I'm uh, I am a fan of people like like Terrence McKenna and Alan Watts, uh, even like Russell Brand and like some people like more along that uh, kind of line of kind of a combination of Eastern philosophies. Um, 
I brought out your deity so you I, would feel more at home. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> May the force be with you. Um, and also with you. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think in not a like sentient, like controlling being, but I believe in more of like a collective consciousness kind of, uh, thing where like, uh, I think that if you do good, good things will happen to you. Not because someone like saw you do good things and was like, Hey, that was nice. Good job, buddy. But just because like, that's how, like when you put positive energy out there, it create, it makes more positive energy out there and it will return back to you in a positive way. Um, I'm still not like, but to my earlier point, like, I don't know the answers. And so I'm not exactly like hardcore on this. This is just like how I choose to like go about life is like along these lines. Cause it like, it influences enough of a moral code to make me like, not a piece of shit. Um, Cause I honestly feel like if I was ever actually a full like anti-theist atheist, I would probably just be a nihilist and be a completely worthless person um i would just like throw my entire moral code out the window so like this allows me to like have a moral code and go about life um but yeah i don't know i just don't know that because uh, there is that question of like you know if god exists like why does he allow like all of the bullshit to happen and that's why like i definitely i can't believe in like an all powerful like all knowing kind of thing because like the world is way too fucked up like if there's a creator, he's a dumbass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's so. I choose to not believe in a dumbass creator and and choose to go more the like. I don't know how we got here, but we're we're like sharing uh, the force now. My response to that would be: I, I totally get where you're coming from, and I exist there much of the time. Um, like, what the hell is this? If you made this perfect mm -hmm. in your image and all that, but. At the same time, um, uh, like, just imagine what the thing that you can't imagine. Like, imagine something that your brain can't even process. Um, like, if, if you are, let's say, on a speck in a speck, whatever, or even under a dome, you're just this tiny little thing. And maybe after this, there's like the energy is something more ma amazing than our words can even define, which I do believe that's the case. Um, and that's where we come from. Like, imagine like your god looking down on this thing and you've gone you've experienced all these experiences with everybody so it's not like you're putting them through something that you wouldn't go through i mean hypothetically if he's like in and around everything he understands all that pain and understands everything and um to us it might seem like the worst thing in the world and it might literally be the worst thing in the world but that doesn't mean it is as bad as we feel like it is with our worldly perception like once we're outside and beyond this tiny little thing that we know as reality, uh, maybe we'll also look at that thing and be like, oh, yeah, that that actually in the grand scheme of things, not to diminish anybody's pain and suffering, obviously, but like right. maybe the worst thing that we can possibly experience here is absolutely nothing compared to the the amazingness that is beyond this. Just right. A, a hypothetical. No, I have the same instinct, right? It's like regardless of the details and the most, just this sense that like it would only be fair or make sense if if there was this restorative redemptive power that was bringing people back to life, whether that's in a resurrection or with reincarnation, right? You see similar themes with the karma stuff. It's almost like your suffering will continue. You will be in a sort of eternal hell until you're ready to leave or you learn the lessons that you, you are to get back to a place of happiness and life again. So that, yeah, imagine if, if every wrong everyone's ever been through every violent act, every, every horrible thing, 
if all the victims of every bad thing was one day safe, alive, happy, people made peace with each other, apologies made, souls healed, at what there point no would you... Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Everyone We're is libertarians now for that matter. Let's be honest. <laughs> yes. All the status have been converted. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, at what point, right? Would you be? Would all the old hurts almost feel like a just a bad dream? Like it was something from so long ago that everyone's can, just like in real life. We see this, right? Like, there's a lot of ways you can be wronged, and yet with enough time, you know, these things kind of dissipate. And who knows? Maybe the fact that we are a little, you know gods kind of like you're you're getting at like maybe we're the the gods or individuals who are having this godlike experience you know um maybe that just goes to show that um uh we it's up to us when we're ready to forgive and let go and be happy again you know like like if anything god you know this creator intelligence if there's one above us that made all this seems like kind of an anarchist, right? They don't seem like they want to show up and intervene and stop people from doing anything. It's kind of like, hey, y'all figure it out. Just take <laughs> as much time as you need, you know? How many lifetimes is it going to take for you to figure out how to be happy and be a better person and, and live better? Yeah, yeah. and well, I, I'm not even saying I necessarily believe any. Like, I mostly live, as far as religious or spirituality goes, I kind of live okay. in this, uh, like I said earlier, like my faith is kind of accepting that I don't know. It's not so much about accepting the things that I don't that I can't see it's about or it's not so much believing in what I can't see it's accepting that there are things that I don't understand and can't see and uh you know even if I saw it with my human eyes I probably still wouldn't completely perceive it so I kind of live in a nebulous heretical sphere of uh I don't know (laughs) and humility and I, I think if there's a god in heaven who sees somebody like even if everything I was taught as a child is true and there's a a magnificent creator who made me and he sees me trying my ass off my whole life and still not quite getting it right i'm gonna hedge my bets on keep you know trying to understand uh the the vastness of the universe over i've got it all figured out in this way that i specifically personally interpret the bible is the correct way and that is the god and i god said it i settles it whatever or god said it i believe it that settles it hmm. i really I like how you phrase that about how you're saying acting on the faith is more like, right. It's not a confidence in something that you don't know or have reason. It's like, you're saying it's a humility to accept that you don't know everything and therefore aren't trying to assert every other detail. You're just like, I, you know, trust that those other details will be revealed at some point, how it all works, but that the fun. And I think this is what I believe and agree with that, that fundamental premise that there is an intelligence that, began or made all this and this intelligence loves us and is going to um you know is helping us heal or learn things i think yeah even if it is the force like i I mean we put our own like terms on these things like like who's nobody really thinks well maybe some americans do but nobody really thinks that god is some dude sitting on a cloud in the sky with a long white flowy beard that's completely yeah i I don't even think the bible thinks that that's what's funny too is when you look at some of the the descriptions things like a a lot of what i call like churchianity or like you know standard issue christianity is is, has a lot of like extra appendages and things we've all kind of put on there and 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 stuff but you read some of this stuff and and they're much more like higher concepts and ideas that regardless of how much is man-made or true or untrue, it's like, there's something true or wise in there about this idea of like, like the, like the name for, 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 you know, God is supposed to be just, I am. 
It's just, right. it's just a statement. It's I am, I exist. That's the name. And, mm-hmm. and like, you know, not old beard man in the sky, you know, right. like, like, like it's just an intelligence, right? That, that was frankly something I struggled with as a kid. Like, uh, so there's all these different gods in different religions and ours is just <laughs> named God. And that just happens to be the right one. Cause his name is God. <laughs> it's like calling the plumber plumber and uh you know if they're if and this is something i still wonder today like um which i haven't done tons of research on it but like the actual names of jesus and god like yahweh and yeshua and all these different names and stuff like where did jesus even really come from and are we i i know that uh I, I would imagine that God doesn't isn't this petty, but um, like it says, you know, in the Bible, it says uh, p- some people will say, Lord, Lord, and uh, you will not uh, know them or whatever. You know, we're going around calling God, God, as though that's his name. It doesn't seem like a very personal relationship if we're calling mm-hmm. him plumber, plumber, uh, and not calling him by his actual name. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Like when you pray, you just be like, look, hey, what's up? What's up, bro? So here's the thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, I think I, this is where I think Christianity has some this is where I feel like th- there's some real truths or wisdom in a lot of these ideas, because they idea that right, that the, the you know, other angels believe in these very distant kind of impersonal or sometimes kind of crazy, like, you know, God's things. But the idea that a being who's with you at all times, this kind of inner spirit and someone you can talk to and feel safe in, in approaching. Cause you're not, you're no longer, you know, worried about getting obliterated or something. You're like, this is someone who cares about me. Of course they, they, they want to hear what I have to say and, and know what I'm struggling with and whatever else. So. Yeah. And yeah. not only is it plumber, right? I'm going to go on a little <laughs> rant here because I'm with you on this one. Not only are they calling the plumber plumber, but they're being like, hey, plumber, thank you so much, plumber, for fixing my sink, plumber. It's, it's been a great thing, plumber. Oh, I can make make uh, Christianity culture jokes all day long. <laughs> I know, it I know. drives me nuts. Yes. And uh, I noticed my dad has started to do that more. Really? It's interesting. Like, dear Heavenly maybe... Father, thank you, Father, for the Father this day, Father. It's so Heavenly Father, I thank you, Father. Amen. It, Super personal. Yeah, it's, it's, there. people's faces. You, off. Just, you sound terrified. Little... Man. <laughs> yeah, oh, and even a little homoerotic. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, there's there's a uh, yeah. Of course, Daddy, this, like Daddy, that. that. <laughs> yeah, listen. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm with you. I think that's why, like, again, even the word, like, names for God, even the idea that Jack Father, just Father, wants Father, God to be a woman so he doesn't feel <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we're going to work our way to God as a dominatrix. Um, no, but we're starting with. <laughs> now, I mean... that is a religion I can. <laughs> um, well, you know, if you read some things God supposedly says in the voice of a woman, it's it's very terrifying, very exciting. Um, but but there's definitely <laughs> the, the idea of names of God. <laughs> You see, I'm getting now. Uh, no, but, but names of God, even names of God, right? Like I said, the L-O-R-D capitalized. It's not even the, w- the word Lord. It literally is the I am. It's I am, right? And yeah. then um, and then even the almighty. There's there's translations that show that as being like the the almighty breasted one. Okay. Ooh. Again, with the female imagery. Like, like this is why nobody pays so much to religion. They that, that's the real conspiracy. The Catholic Church went in, took all the boobies out of it, and then nobody. <laughs> they t- yeah, they, yeah. They t- <laughs> <laughs> so regardless of like you know all, all that stuff, just this idea that there's so much more to these translations and these ideas, and 
who knows, right? We don't know how much of history is real. We don't know how much yeah. we've been lied to about so much else, especially when you wake up to other conspiracies. There's a party just is like, all right, I'm throwing all this out. Mm-hmm. But I like this idea that we also want to salvage. Okay, but what's true here? Is there something ancient people were trying to tell us that's true? And and fine, even if this thing has this kind of man-made, you know, bullshittery surrounding it, is it because do they take these pieces of real truth and wisdom and 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 awesomeness and they just kind of covered it in their own bullshit? And but you still can still pull those gems out and go, but this is real. There's a reason why this feels right and this makes sense, um, even if some of the rest doesn't. Sometimes, you know. Jack, what are your thoughts on biblical inerrancy? Oh, no. So I think, again, so this Andrew Jukes guy with the second death and restitution of all things, he points out that even the Bible doesn't say that scriptures. um, (laughs) So here's what's amazing, right? This, again, another Christian concept I really like is that, um, you know, it, it, you know, Christ shows up and says, I am the word of God. Mm -hmm. And and basically keeps telling people, get your head out of your scriptures. Your scriptures are not the word of God, the, the word is this living being a relationship, right? And he, it's like, he keeps clarifying or trying to make them understand like, and there's this idea that um, this is a being, and again, whether you take this literally or as a parable or symbol of, of this story, right? Whatever it is, it's, it's almost like it's saying perfect Ooh. mess, uh, perfect message or divine source, but in an imperfect body. Hmm. So you have this Christ figure who has this, divine holy spirit maybe if i'm a spirit um you know speaking through him at times interchangeable with this idea of wisdom this character wisdom in the bible um but he but in a mortal weak body right and and this idea the same like the the word or divine scriptures like these imperfect scriptures that aren't all entirely divine because they're they're weak or human written or, or broken but there's this like divine source or message trying to say something through this imperfect body. So mm-hmm. even in those ideas, it's like, it's saying your Bible is not a literal, like word for word belief because these are written by men. It's like, it, it's the higher ideals or truths yes. that are trying to say something to you. So don't, uh, don't feel like I, you have to be I've married on, to every single word of it. You know? Right. I, I've gone on that tirade so much about uh, yeah. just, just the idea that, um, I don't know, like it's heretical or whatever in most Christian cultures to even think that the Bible isn't this perfect, infallible, every, everything is literal word of God. Um, but Jesus yeah. speaks in parables all the time. And yep. um, like uh, just the idea that it is, well, it says in the Bible, nothing will be, it, this is the word of God. Nothing can be added or taken away, but that wasn't ever, that wasn't written in English. So you added right. something or you took it away. One of the, <laughs> yeah. like, there's so many things. And that they aren't added even... so many things and they took so many things away. Yes, and it's like and, historically provable. And it yeah. doesn't mean that I think that the Bible doesn't have value or isn't the word of God. I think if most likely it is. Uh, you know, people were being spoken to by God, just like people are spoken to by God today. And some of them believe that they that God told them to do mm. something or something else. And maybe uh, maybe George Bush felt Speaking like God of- was telling him to go to war in Afghanistan. Maybe he did. And maybe that's the same type of shit that they were dealing with back then. It wasn't necessarily <laughs> God saying, hey, go slaughter all the children. Maybe it was somebody saying, hey, this is our political issue right now. And I really feel maybe they genuinely did feel like it that God was telling them to do something and maybe he wasn't. And uh, that was written down right. and we're supposed to look at it as, Oh, this is how humans have always have interpreted this thing. Sometimes it's like, I, I like, I don't throw most of the Bible out. I don't think it's all like worthless or anything, but um, just things like that. Like, 
things on homosexuality and stuff or just the petty little things right. that are are our modern christianity squabbles over so much like we we split up churches yeah. because of petty little differences when really we're all just doing our best with something that's been reinterpreted like a hundred thousand times and uh, assuming that it's perfect yeah so to address this question i know jack has not uh messed around with psychedelics yet um <laughs> Dan, you have, correct? Uh very minimally. Just minimally. Just right. uh what's it called? Mushrooms? No. I, I haven't Ac done any real acid? shit. No. no. It's uh DXM. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I did uh some microdosing with that for a while and it uh did I did some research on depression and stuff like that. Basically it acts like ketamine and I did that for a bit, but I uh, had some revelations during that time, I will say. So it's not uh, <laughs> not that bad, but um, yeah, I, not something I've done regularly or done in years. So fair enough. Is there anything cool? Sorry. Fair enough. Um, all right. So because there is a uh, there's a theory um, that I am honestly quite in favor of believing, like regardless, because regardless of how much you believe the various religions, like most of this stuff, especially within the Old Testament is like just settled history, right? Like Moses existed. Like there, that's not really a question, right? Um, for the most part, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm... That, I mean, it's a good knows, question. Right? I mean, but... And we can look at... We can point to things that are going to be written in our history books tomorrow and know that it wasn't true today, so... That's also true, you know. But, I think he uh, probably did exist. I'm just... Right. I, I play devil's advocate. Fair enough. Uh, but to address the actual question, there's the theory that uh, the burning bush uh, was actually him smoking DMT. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. that one. And and it like yeah, knows. that would grow in the area where he was is a thing. Um, and I don't know. I kind of I'm a I'm a fan of that. It's another reason why I am kind of one of those like mix it all together kind of spiritualists, because yeah. it's like. Uh, I definitely think that a lot of the stories that are in various religious texts describe and depict the, whether or not it's an actual uh, psychedelic ex uh, drug use or just a, a psychedelic experience. Because, like one of one of my favorite things to like research is there's a bunch of like Hindu yogis that will describe um, like amazing meditations you know like people that are like monks been doing this forever and like like they get this incredible like high psychedelic experience out of like specific types of meditation and then they sit down and talk to someone who isn't a yogi who doesn't know any of that bullshit but has done dmt a couple of times and and they end up describing almost the same experience and it's kind of nuts mm -hmm. uh and i'm i'm a big fan of the like multiple uh, avenues to the same yeah. result that's yeah. uh, one of my least favorite things about christianity is like they really really push heavily the like there's one way right yeah. like it's it's a multitude of songs that they say have too much of an open mind it'll it'll fall right out guys mm. you know uh, yeah no I, I think you're right i think that there's probably like either there's a bunch of avenues or the avenue is more broad than we assume with our narrow minds i uh, would imagine um like i think that it's gonna be it's easier no matter i don't know <laughs> i mean i my sorry i'm jumping around because my brain goes back to like 
the scriptures that say like the the road is narrow and it's it's basically difficult to get into the kingdom of heaven it's like then what's the fucking point of it like what, <laughs> what is the point of any of this if it's like yeah you probably won't get there but uh good luck like uh, spend your whole life trying <laughs> okay well all right uh so yeah i think we're probably all wrong um we're either all wrong or more of us are right than we think but most likely we're all wrong well, yeah, and it's like, and if there's a, there's obviously an objective truth. Like, th there's some truth that is, you know, true. It's the truth, right? And yet, yeah. so are you we, sure about that? Jackie? Well, well, <laughs> my point being that even if there's a subjective truth, which there is, and we're all going to find out what that is one way or another, that right, the humility to know that we're not all going to know or grasp what that truth is. You know, we're we're trying to find it in these various stages of our lives and trying to to get the answers, but. That, yeah, that truth is going to reveal itself one way or another. And, and you know, right. It may speak through many mediums, many versions, many forms mm -hmm. all the time. I think, I, I think that's another idea of this, this spirit that's with us. It's like, it's not even necessarily going to have to come from your religious book. It's going to be things happening to you all the time. These little mm -hmm. messages, these little clues, these little guidances, and whether it's, you know, right. Some part of coming from yourself too. It's like you're, you're, speaking to you know your higher self uh, yeah. future form yourself or, or these music other... like if the word yes, of god is yes. alive and breathing and living like we're told that it is then it's in everything and you can feel it in things like it, there's something to music and just the the concept that different things making different noises together uh, like banging on a thing and then strumming a thing that that all comes together to make something that uh creates an emotion a feeling like so, you know hair rising on the back of your arm just from these things coming together like what is that like that's something science can't really explain why this thing moves us because certain notes were played in certain ways with certain objects it's very bizarre if you actually break down things that we take for granted as just like oh dude wrote a song cool it's either good or it's not it's like no that's that's kind of a miracle that's magic right there that, yeah that is it's like doing magic. something to your mind and soul he can manipulate yeah, yeah. you for better or for worse with uh his ability to do whatever that is and we don't really have any explanation for why that is yeah like yeah if anyone's ever seen uh any of the goulash media productions like that Fuck shit yeah. moves you <laughs> that's magic bro. that's magic dude yeah puts I that literally... tickle and mystical you just feel it run right up your spine yeah i still have um <laughs> the road to hell uh is on Streamyard. like i could play it right now it's still saved there on like just in case like there's ever like kind of a technical difficulty i need to like run do something real quick like it's there to just I'm play glad to be your key break I'm happy to be your pee break because <laughs> it's like one of the greatest <laughs> videos to ever be made. And I think it's evergreen content, at least until this COVID regime is over. So like for at least the next five or six years or 40, so, <laughs> right. Depends on what you consider over. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a hundred percent in agreement there. Like music is something spiritual for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, what do you guys think about like the power of like meditation and prayer and can it actually change or influence reality? Like, can you pray for healing and have something not medically possible uh, happen? And how, how does that work? If so. Yes. And I don't know. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Good, yeah. uh, Jack, Jack, you can go first if you want. I, you know, well, especially again now that I'm 
I'm uh, you know, now that I'm a planet killer, I, I think relearning how this universe works and what, you know, how much power our thoughts and will has to, like you said, if we're these mini gods or these beings with a lot more power than we realize, then right. We may be helping manifest or influence stuff either through prayer or just our thoughts. I know for me, um, but as far as meditating and finding healing or, or trying to, you know, wrestle with things in those, those ideas for me, it was writing, writing fiction, writing stories, writing parables, if you will, um, by creating, characters and putting them in, in situations um, maybe similar to mine or, you know, based on different fears or anxieties and things. Like I, I know that I have felt closest to that divine spirit when writing and doing something creative like that. And I think there's a reason for that, that we seek out these creative expressions, whether it's music or writing or, you know, um, anything, anything else, artwork, painting, all the rest. Um, I think cause there is something, and for some, it is through literal prayer or just voicing out their thoughts, right? Um, so I think there's something to that, both on a like, you know, metaphysical thing, but also maybe even like a cool sci-fi thing where we may just be, you know, communicating stuff to each other without even knowing it. Yeah, I have a really awesome like 45 minute audio recording on my phone that I was just talking about earlier with with a friend. So it's like fresh in my mind, but it's like two years old, uh, actually almost exactly uh, two years in a month um, of one of my like yogi friends talking about uh, Dude, how many yogi friends you got. <laughs> I, you have to realize I worked on the fucking Tulsi Gabbard campaign, bro. Oh, <laughs> like, I see. I have a lot. Um, and before that, I lived in Brooklyn. And like, actually, I, like it's something that I, I actually, the, a decent number of my friends actually, I at least uh, passively participate in yoga, if not like are actually like that. But this guy's like way, way, way like that. Mm-hmm. Um, has done lots of psychedelics and lots of like retreats and meditation and all sorts of stuff um but he's going on like this monologue uh about like how we can stop climate change through like organized meditation and that like if enough people that like understood their power uh like got together and like channeled it correctly uh that we could like stop um like the rising sea level and like stop warming I think he's right. I I'm in because cl- I, I think that if, I if we all work nuts. together, we can stop the the you know the overlords that are convincing us of this lie. Uh, yes, thank saying. you. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> if 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 I believe climate change is real, yes, but I agree. Yeah, I think you're right though. We have the power to change. Like I think that's why the elites, the the powers that be, that's why they're so scared of us figuring out how this world works. Because the moment we understand what's really going on, it's over for them. And, and whether that's through our actions or our thoughts or all the rest, like, like you know, like we've, we've always kind of seen this, you know, in our political circles, how we feel about, um, you know, governments and things like that, but just that, right, their power is borrowed. It's, it's with our consent. And once you take your mind back, and I, I believe that once you, you know, kill the idea of planets and space itself and, and realize what we're in, um, they have no power view. I think once you wake up to, and, and for others, it's other things, right? Other conspiracies, other truths or revelations that awaken them to, to the power they have. I think um, it's Dude, over for them. 
MK Ultra, bro. Like, what do you think the government was working on? Like, people teleporting and walking through walls because there was like no reason to think. Like, we're talking the top <laughs> scientists in government yeah. that were working on these absolutely absurd things. That if I said I think that uh, people have the power to do things like beyond our understanding, and uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, the suppress suppression of like pineal gland and third eye and all that stuff, um, and yeah. us just not being connected to the actual world, which is more the spiritual world than this is reality. Um, uh, if we were able to tap into that more. Yeah. And, and I think it, like we were saying earlier, like kind of everything goes into that. I think that um, like psychedelics can be used for good and for bad. I don't think anything is inherently good or evil in that sense, as far as like God gave us a thing and we're like, you can use a gun to shoot somebody or use a gun to protect somebody. I don't think it's just bad because we don't understand it. I think that uh, right. it has a purpose that it's here for. And yeah, if the government believes it, if they're like supposedly no longer, like it's totally shut down, I'm sure. But uh, they definitely did at one point work on these absolutely crazy things and they were convinced that they were real. And now we've got things like, I don't know, CERN and all sorts of fun stuff that uh defy yeah. real explanation unless they believe in something beyond this world too 100 percent, man I, I think that's what's going on i think it's they i think that's why by the way i think they push the the version of a universe that is right kind of materialistic and kind of you know like they're admitting stuff now with their claims of quantum stuff and all that but like like almost like they 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 don't want us to figure out how stuff really works and who we really are because yeah. then we can start making the world better very quickly. And, we, and and I think that's true. I think that's always been true, even in the sort of atheist materialist world. Same with the religions and philosophies. Like, I, I think because I had the fortune of growing up without religion, mm. that I already believed in higher concepts and ideals and truths about humanity and right and wrong and justice and the sense of like, what's good for human existence and those symbols and things. And so... Uh, so it's not that we would need the the spiritual component to to you know have these like ideas of well we can take action and change the world and better it but just that once you know that right it's like basically we all have these superpowers we didn't know about in some form or another you know like that once you figure it out it, it levels the playing field again suddenly we are all free to be what we want and be kings of our own kingdoms and, and yeah masters of our own universe and if we realize that, that we, we are gods you know right if we realized how much power we could have we would suddenly realize how little power they actually have over us. Yeah, right. how little authority they like their words and documents really mean if we realized you know what we're if we realized that you are the power yes exactly literally <laughs> ours i look i just want to levitate and like turn super saiyan that's all I, i'm that's all I'm holding out for is something like that. Right. I, I would like it to be that literal, but yes, you know, if it's just figurative powers, you know, mm. we'll see. But, uh. <laughs> yeah. So one of the reasons why I, so cause like the, the question I asked you, Dan, like whether or not you ever went into like an anti-theist kind of mindset, uh, I never did. Like I never uh, mm. ste stepped into that really at all. I never even considered myself like an atheist. Uh, I, so I like walked away from the church for a while, but um, like originally, and I, I still like believed everything. Like I was still a young earth sure. creationist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, like, so all oh, really? the way, like fundamental, like young earth creationist. Mm -hmm. um, but I believe that God was just an asshole and I like didn't go to church and I thought Christians were dumb. And I was, I was basically like, uh, you know, that meme of like, um, 
if you're going to go to hell, might as well go a, a hero or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like I was kind of like <laughs> riding that train. And then I found a church in, uh, in Manhattan. It's called a uh, lower Manhattan community church. Uh, and they, um, first of all, I found this church in a very random way. Like just, just really like happenstance met a group of people at a bar that, uh, I don't, didn't go to very often at the time, uh, like just invited me to church the next day, never talked to them ever again, never saw them again. Uh, but I started going to this church. Um, and like, they actually acted out their faith. Like they were actually like good Christians. Like they yeah. actually like believe what they're preaching, spend most of their money on like activism and like helping the community. They're partnered with like nine different charities. And these charities are like, like auditable, like actually good charities. Like I've helped right. work with most of them. And like uh, they have a bunch of small groups and like the, at the small groups, we can drink like wine with the dinner that we're sure. eating at the small group. And that was something that I wasn't used to as someone that grew up in like rural kind of fundamentalist, almost mm -hmm. Baptist -y kind of Christian. Like the fact Same. that they were just chill about that. Uh, I went to uh, the men's retreat very shortly after I started going there regularly um, and I walked outside and like smoked a joint with a couple of guys um, nice. that I then nice. uh, became like really good friends with. Um, one of them I'm actually going to go stay with for like three days when I'm back in New York City uh, in like two weeks. So they're uh, like real just, dudes. Yeah, like just awesome people. Yeah. And so that kind of brought me back into the faith. And so when I kind of came to these other realizations of like that I don't believe in like the one path or the one way or like the efficacy of the Bible itself. Mm -hmm. um, I still like, I've seen these people uh, who actually believe in it and I've seen it work. Like I've seen things that can only be described as miracles uh, yeah. throughout multiple times in my life. And so like, I, I could never, I could never go the way of the atheist and be like, Nope, none of that exists. Cause I've right. just seen way too much evidence of God um, more arrogance to be like, yes, right. all these things in this world that I see around me that I can't really explain how they work, but I understand how all that works just fine. And yeah. it, there's nothing, there's nothing there, guys. I checked it out. NASA showed me pictures and it's not there. <laughs> no, yeah. no yeah. baby Jesus on a cloud. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's amazing how by, literally by their, by their fruits, you'll know them. And what is it like where two or three are gathered you know, and there, this idea of like, mm -hmm. you're, you're sometimes, you know, our concept of what churches are, it, it, it may just be wherever there's love, wherever there's people and friendship and yeah. this, this Community. holiness in the, yeah, of what's going on. And, and so many different forms, you know, like husband and wife or friends or, you know, parent and child, whatever these different relationships are, it's like, you're, yeah. It's amazing how much we all kind of sense or know what's there. And I think even, atheists and atheist world you know they will describe it as something else they'll be like oh it's this psychological evolutionary thing the benefit whatever you know they have their version of trying to explain what they're feeling and going through but um that's i find it interesting by the way that you both grew up in a religious setting had your sort of you know losing your religion but kind of found your way back to it but in such a way that it's different or changed you know yeah. it's like you had to leave what you knew to then find what you you now believe it has to be your own. And it's funny yeah you, you and, and i think really that's a healthy taught. thing 
always, right? Everyone's, everyone's got to go through that, right? To, to think for yourself and to find for yourself. It's funny that in my case, I grew up pretty much atheist, maybe, maybe you could say agnostic or kind of like ambiguous, but certainly atheist, evolutionary, you know, all that worldview that for me, that was my losing my religion, especially with this flatter stuff lately. Like, like I always mm-hmm. had hopes or ideas for what God could be or what that meant in a sense that there was something more, but I didn't know how to figure it out. And, um, but, but to, to lose my non-religion basically, um, and yet still not necessarily join the official religion side either. Right. Like I don't go to, to churches and things. I, I, my views are too heretical or, or alt Christian <laughs> or alt something, you know, for, to fit quite in, but like we're doing right now, this feels like this is church, a community. This is church. I we used are, to do yes. a thing on the systems down a few years back. It's been a long time since I've done it, but I did a bonus show where it was literally just, I'd open up a Zoom call and just invite whoever wanted to come on, come on. We'd talk about spiritual stuff and just called it Downer Church. And uh, we just nice. chatted and it wasn't really so much a hosting, like teaching thing. It was just having a real conversation about that. And now I've got enough listeners that that would probably be an absolute shit show if I just opened it up to anybody. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was fun and it was uh, it was cool. I like I think that the top, if not the only like reason for church is the community it's to have a group of people around you that you can trust to be real with and if you can't be real with them then they're not a community like if you're putting on a mask or putting on a suit that isn't really you or something to present yourself there then you're not being real with them so that's not a community in my opinion and uh it it could be argued that it's not even a church but Mm -hmm. um if you can go and be real and like experience uh like uh, like i used to think that worship was a kind of corny kind of stupid like we're singing songs to jesus isn't that a little strange like he's the creator of all and we're just like i, I wrote you this bad song and i'm gonna play it for you on sunday <laughs> and uh, five people are gonna play tambourines or whatever and uh now i'm like now i think that there is like i said something spiritual about music and it's like mm, it's yeah. almost like this thing yeah. that is around us and we can tap into it and uh th- i guess the better you play it the more you're uh, elevated to this plateau of something that we can't quite put our finger on i think there's value to that in community and uh getting a a little bit of uh you know scripture and studying a little bit together i think that if your church isn't doing those things then what exactly oh also uh our church does um like a camp for foster kids and we mentor foster kids and we work heavily in that in different uh, charities and stuff and uh like we're a tiny tiny church and the amount of uh the, the amount of work that we've done in the foster care system um is like in, uh, incredible it was like their third year as a church or something this is like right when we first started going there they had they were still kind of a baby church and they were like there's this crazy thing that we're going to do and it takes like $35,000 to run this camp and we're just trusting that it's going to happen and it happened and it's happened every year since then and my wife and I nice. do the the club uh, all year round where we bring the kids and uh, do mentorship and stuff like that. So seeing stuff that is literally impossible on paper come to fruition in this amazing community of real people. Um, it's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. Nice. I will say that I don't, th- I, I, I agree with like so much of what you said, but I'm going to push back on like just a little bit of semantics because I'm autistic. Right. Do it. Um, <laughs> cause, cause you said that like the better that you right. play it, the more you're elevated. Um, and I, that was mostly a joke, but I I know, I know that, but, (laughs) but I I also think think it's true. (laughs) I think that it's, it's more, the better you play 
it the more the people you're playing it for are able to be elevated like the better it is the more that people are able to like connect with it and use it to like uh, i think i think your your skill is more uh conditional on like how well they worship not necessarily like on you i think that's a problem for a lot of worship leaders is that they they kind of they think it's the other way around they think like the better they play like the better their mansion looks right uh, and i don't think that's anything <laughs> yeah. about yeah. it um, no i i agree I, th- I think that uh the purpose of talented musicians taking that position i think it's uh, an important leadership role um and you're like if you look at it in the way i described it of like you, you could say oh we're playing songs and we're gonna make people think about jesus harder or something uh i don't think that that's it i think it's more like um this music has some sort of power and some sort sort of ability that we can't quite we can't even fathom i don't think and um like we're playing it for the sake of elevating bringing other people up into this space or maybe bringing that space down to us i don't know i don't know how the power works exactly but uh i think that there's something there that uh is has been piss poorly represented in the church for decades um yeah and Usually Christian music is just pop music with Jesus in it. And yeah, but when it's done right, there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. Teach their own. Right. It's like, look, if there's some people finding what they need in that, okay. To be be the most charitable as possible. Like, okay, then then maybe that's what's working for them. Okay. And they're free to stay there. Right. And then, but for people like us, those who that, that wasn't giving us what we needed. And so there's a reason why we didn't go to some of these places or stay in them because uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't giving us what we needed. And we find it in other ways with other people, with other communities, with other um, stuff. So, it, yeah, I, I like I like that sort of anarchic freedom of spirituality where, like we said, that all the paths lead to the right place. Some may be longer and more difficult than others and not, you know, some may take you on these side roads, but um, the truth in that being or that love that's in each of us is Mm -hmm. it has a magnetism that's pulling us towards them and i like the idea that god wins not because um (laughs) not because let's say she makes um (laughs) makes you know that that this is a god who believes in your consent so much is such an anarchist at heart or a a (laughs) non-forceful being that that they believe in just being so unbelievably attractive and beautiful and smart and loving and, and awesome that, that, that just who can say no eventually who, who can hold out and be stubborn and, and rebellious against whatever the truth or, or righteousness and all these other things are when at some point that is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen or heard with music or whatever else and you just get pulled towards it or you go towards it because it's it has its own magnetism or its own its own attractiveness that you can't resist and yeah that's like a a sort of i think a very libertarian this is why i think the only version of of the divine i can believe in it is one that is is um believes in that consent or free will and that that confidence that they'll win you over in the end they, yeah. You know, they don't need to make you. I'm I'm gonna make anarcho spiritualist a thing. <laughs> I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. 
Honestly, I owe a lot of my uh, kind of philosophical beliefs. I mentioned like a lot of the the people um, that I listened to, um, but like the person who got me into that. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I'm that's me. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's people, role play. <laughs> uh, the people that got me into that um, is uh, uh, Livy McKay and her husband, Dimitri. And uh, we've we've just uh you know i i lived with them working on a business project for about six weeks seven weeks something like that uh and we just had oh so fucking many debates and uh and arguments like we were in colorado so we had like copious amounts of cannabis and uh, i'm not supposed to talk too much about uh how much drugs we did there but we did we did some some things and and talked out like a lot of philosophical stuff and they kind of just like uh, between the two of them over multiple conversations and like some other friends that were there um, just broke down every bit of my ideology. Also another friend of mine, uh, Zach Josephs, who is, who is also uh, part of that crew. Uh, he's Jewish, uh, but like non-practicing, uh, but he was raised Jewish. And so listening to him kind of explain some of the more like uh, old school jewish stuff um that leans a little bit more towards what we're talking about the more like kind of uh god lives in everyone kind of spiritualist stuff not like the super religious or like legalistic version of judaism that that seems to be popular nowadays um it was uh it was very interesting and yeah between over those like seven weeks they just beat the shit out of like every philosophical belief that i had and 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 at least broke and like the ones that they could break down broke down and like now we're we're where we are because i was able to defend like a lot of the rest of it and like um i don't know like i'm still obviously uh, so you had like a literal deconstruction process where they're like (laughs) pounding away at at your wall and you're like oh stop jesus (laughs) save me yeah. They marched around. They marched around you seven times and blew their trumpets, and you just came <laughs> crumbling down. Well, so I already didn't consider myself a Christian anymore. Um, I was I was already like on on the the way out of there. So actually, um, so I I stopped going to that church when I moved to New Hampshire to work for Tulsi. Um, so I went straight from like that really great community to an an equally amazing community of hindus and uh like hari krishna like mm-hmm. like basically people a few few people on that campaign um like had been living that out like their entire lives like i had a friend who would like not only doesn't drink coffee but like has never drank coffee ever mm. and and like tulsi's the same way she does not drink coffee uh hari krishna it's like a sub i mean not like, drinking coffee is that i, I don't know much about her <laughs> well so it's it's part of it because uh even like coffee is is heavily caffeinated which is yeah. a caffeine is a mind-altering substance and so no not allowed yeah gotcha um and so like nothing like no caffeine no soda no like like they, there's a whole bunch of lists they're all vegan like it's nuts oh, um sounds awful yeah yeah no but um (laughs) but like the religious side of what they were talking about and the thing is tulsi is like is like um a globalist chill i mean yeah (laughs) but um (laughs) um 
but uh she's like kind of like mostly hindu with a little bit of christian thrown in there and it's yeah. and it's an interesting mix and i didn't know that that was a thing back then and so i like talked it out with her and some of the other people on the campaign of like well how does that even work um and got into some like very deep conversations on the campaign and that's what kind of broke down my like uh there's only one way mm -hmm. Because I guess uh, I figured out that like Eastern religions had an answer for all the Western religions, but none of the Western religions had an answer for the Eastern religion. Mm. Like, like if you ask a Christian, like, how does this thing uh, in Buddhism work? Uh, like, why, why were they able to like be healed from a disease, right. uh, even though they weren't praying to God? A Christian has no fucking answer. Yeah. But if you ask the same thing, vice versa, they'll be like, oh, well, I mean, it doesn't matter that they were praying to the wrong God. It was still like, you mm -hmm. know, it was still cool. The like, charitableness towards towards the other ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. or, of, or a Christian yeah. might just say, oh, that's demons taking, you know, taking on. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, right. Like there's always an excuse for something for everything. And yeah, mm -hmm. I think Western Christianity is probably. I don't know, pretty, pretty far off in our, a lot of our ideology. And uh, it seems like in it's kind of the same as like when I talk about like the moon landing or something like that. It's like if you don't know the reason for why certain people think this, how can you be so confident that it's wrong? Like if you don't know any how many people have ever been to the moon or whatever, why are you? And I'm not really trying to get off on this very large side tangent, but um, like go on it, it seems like <laughs> and i'm i'm just as guilty as anybody of this but like when it comes to like uh eastern religion stuff like that I, i'm very ignorant on it i haven't done the research and i would I, I would imagine that most like western christians have are in the same boat they haven't dug into the other things and if you haven't looked even a little bit at the others you just know that this is true because it's the one that you were born into like that i don't know it's like the weakest form of faith imaginable because you're just yeah you're you're not you're just believing it because it's the easiest current thing it was there and if you have to do some research into something else you might have to you know challenge yourself a little bit and that's heretical and if the freaking western churches basically teach that uh like or it's like seeds planted that if you're like looking into other religions then you're probably going to go to hell if you die so uh don't do that and that that's how you know you're wrong if you don't want them looking at the the alternative mm-hmm yeah, and it's like even in our political beliefs, we like the idea that, you know, good ideas don't require force. And therefore, if your religion is based on threatening, not just death to those who, but but this idea of an eternal conscious torment, yeah. it has a kind of psychotic, you know, like the worst thing we can imagine any human would do to another, right? And And therefore, I know that, if I'm to believe in any version of Christianity, not as bad as January 6th though, let's be honest. Right. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm to believe in any version, I know it's the version I've seen, which makes more sense, which is that it's not that people go to hell forever. It's more like people go through hell. Hell is a place mm -hmm. you go through until you learn or understand or fix or heal like that. The, the redemptive power of all punishment or, or, you know, that there is pain and suffering that comes with error or with, you know, but this is all part of a, a teaching process and that, um, the, but yeah, the, the, the vindictiveness of just eternal conscious torment. I think it, I, I have this theory that, you know, it's kind of lazy, really. Like, yeah. It, <laughs> it's either great or it's terrible. The end. That's what we believe. Yeah. Good luck. It, 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 
And I Sleep think well, if there's an adversary to God, an adversary who wants people to turn from God, they would want to make sure they infiltrate and hijack every version of God we've ever heard to try and make God as unappealing or stupid mm-hmm. or barbaric or awful as possible in order to try and scare people away from it, right? Or to make people believe in a version of this God that is kind of disconnected from who he or she really is. And so I think, I think that... I, I like to think that when we truly meet God and are saying what's going on, we're going to be so relieved. And I think it's going to be so obvious to us, like, oh, duh, of course, of course, this, of course you're the right. one. Of course, this is the real deal. It makes way more sense and, and it feels right. And, and, um, and yet I will say this, it's not so much that, God, you know, this God person could be a pushover. I don't think we're all, you know, we can do whatever we want, believe very well. I, I think there's going to be a lot of ass kicking. I think there's going to be a lot of, um, loving ass kicking and a lot of i like this idea again with this the savior you know um what if you're not in the new that? testament <laughs> yeah what if that's like king? yeah no she's uh, she's coming for all of us um no but i think um i think the idea that that's what i love in the christ figure is this guy who's dropping just ruthless truth bombs like literally maybe hell is just verbally roasting people right i mean just crushing and destroying religious officials um, people who just are being hypocritical as fuck and don't know what we're talking about. I mean, the idea that God is on the one hand fearsome and ruthless and dangerous with how unyielding to the truth they are and willing to call out and be honest about everyone's bullshit and yet redemptive and loving and healing. So someone who will both stab you with the sword and kill the monster in you, then rip that sword out, heal your wound and, and you know, bring you back to life and say, all right, now get up and fight with me. You know, like this idea that someone who is your 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 worst enemy when you're wrong and your greatest friend and ally when when you're back in the right. And that that's like a true friend. That's someone who is is not afraid to call you on your shit and also help you be better and wouldn't put you in hell forever and torment you because they fucking love you, you know? You're 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 part of them. You came from them. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that rape and murder are just punishments, Jack? Like I said, there's going to be a lot of ass kicking and suffering for anyone who uh, makes others suffer in this life. I think um, I don't think anyone gets off scot free. I think it's going to be more like, you know, like I said, I think I think there's there's a point at which um, even the worst human beings, when they've seen the error of their ways and repent, and if all their victims are restored and healed and happy and unthreatened, I think that I don't know if there's anyone who couldn't forgive someone in the end. You know, maybe it takes a million years, uh, you know, or whatever. I don't know. Right. But yeah. And if we're talking about literal eternity, which our brains can't even fathom. Right. (laughs) The idea that in all of literal eternity, God's just holding that grudge forever against Mm -hmm. you. Just no redemption there. Yeah. I I kind of agree. Like maybe what, you know, what if we get there and God's like, or, you know, I've often pondered this. What if, you know, it says whoever sees god would obviously believe in him or maybe some i don't know i guess it says that some will still believe not believe though they've seen but uh the vast majority of people what if like what if let's say western christianity is kind of is more on it and we die and then we go to the gates and everything and they go through the lamb's book or whatever shit and then they're like hey you've done all these things now check this out that's god and you're like oh shit and you fall down yeah. on your face what? and you're like well i believe it now obviously why don't you do that sooner and then he's like all right get in here you asshole right and, right uh 
or you know maybe i don't know maybe mm-hmm. like an know, opportunity I, to repent or go oh right. the very okay. worst <laughs> i can even wrap my brain around which doesn't make me right or wrong uh but the worst i could wrap my brain around is an annihilationism where it's like uh you were just that bad when you stormed the capital steps that day and so i'm just going to <laughs> remove you from history i can't forever. fix you now die yeah <laughs> there's no, no hope uh, for this one <laughs> Right. So, well, and, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Well, I, I'm gonna. I was gonna go off on kind of a a tangent to bring together what you were just saying uh, with kind of a point that Dan had made earlier, because uh, you're saying that like hell is a thing that that we like we go through um, rather than like an eternity. And Dan, earlier you were talking about um, that like it was might just be more of like a metaphor for like separation from God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I want to like tie those two conversations together with the conversation that David Brady brought up about like psychedelics being the answer. Um, I think that, uh, hell, uh, like this is just a hypothetical. I don't know that I actually believe this, but I'm just going to say this. Uh, I think as that's I'm thinking what this about it. conversation yeah. is. So it's yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm just like, I've, uh, if, if hell is like the separation from God, um, or whatever that that thing is whether it's the force or whatever um and it's 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 more something that that you can kind of go in out of i think that it would look more like extreme depression uh anxiety or like ptsd Mm -hmm. um and the fact that a lot of these psychedelics are proven to help cure some of those things or at least very heavily mitigate the symptoms and in a lot of cases actually cure uh from the root cause um, I think that that correlation uh, shouldn't be ignored, at least um, that maybe that's, you know, helping you kind of get in touch with whatever that thing is, the force. I'm just going to keep saying the force. Um, I like it. And that the sexy force, the sexy, <laughs> the sexy dominatrix. Female force. Um, now you're rebooting Star Wars. Cool. Um, <laughs> so David is uh, David is asking uh, if if I'm saying sobriety from psychedelics is hell, and I am not. What I am saying, <laughs> anybody who's never done psychedelics, is, is that that's if you're hell. if you're in hell, um, or if you feel like you're in hell, uh, actually, if you feel like you're in hell right now, maybe psychedelics aren't the best idea for you. Um, kind of get somewhere a little bit uh stable ish um and then try some psychedelics uh because like you definitely don't want to do it like while you're in a depression <laughs> spiral it's a bad life choice i want to kill myself for the first Let's time trip some acid <laughs> i mean maybe like yeah, maybe. i i will say like definitely, if you're on your way out you don't have anything to lose so yeah i will know? i will 100 percent say that if you ooh, this might get me like taken down if you're <laughs> thinking about that uh definitely do it like trip the day first before like like you've got nothing better to do just like trip for a day and then make your decision guaranteed 100 percent of that suggestion <laughs> to anyone that's in a dark place because i think least, that it would i would say the same for old people it. if you're on your deathbed no matter what the cause you know just mm. go ahead and see what happens yeah fuck got nothing I, to I intend to become a heroin addict in my late 60s <laughs> i've heard there's there could be some very responsible uh heroin usage but I don't know enough about it to comment either way. I mean, I'm definitely going to continue to use like acid and psilocybin and like MDMA and all of these other things that I do use, at least until 
like I don't know for some unknown reason it stops being available to me. Mm. The fucking you'd be funny. Finally crack down. What if this like enlightened, like chilled out, awesome thing we keep seeking with drugs or music or other things that makes it like what if that's actually are supposed to be our natural state of being? And the reason why life sucks is because we're actually whether you take this as like forbidden fruit taking symbolism or whatever, like we took a drug mm. of what everyone call it sin or something. And that's why we're basically on a bad trip right now. We're on, we're already suffering from the bad version of something and coming back to normal or sobriety will actually feel like having the best drugs we've ever had. It'll be like, Oh my God, this is how life is supposed to be where everything's cool. And I would never hurt or murder someone or do this, you know, like whatever, Whatever Heck, things are you people that everybody history. should everybody should do black tar heroin to be closer to <laughs> that. Is that what you're no, <laughs> no, no, maybe see, and that may just be you know patchworking the spiritual thing that you, you may really need, but but just this idea that what if, yeah, what if our natural state of being is actually super awesome and it's because we're all basically in a withdrawal right now from, from the good life that we're all you know, who knows? I don't know. So, I'm I... not encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> I, I very much Hunter Biden is the most you. spiritual among, amongst us. Uh, definitely. <laughs> we were looking at it all wrong the whole time. <laughs> Hunter, we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> smoking the Lord's cheese. <laughs> so, Jack, I, I 100% agree that, like, that chilled out state is supposed to be our state. And I think that we have, like, genetically evolved to be worse at life in 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 some of Thanks, these Twitter. ways uh right like anyone who has the diet autism aka adhd um, <laughs> <Diet> autism. <laughs> i've never heard that one but i'm using it now it's Thanks. on it's That's on great. the spectrum it's literally diet autism uh <laughs> autism light <laughs> uh, now with less calories <laughs> but if Sorry. you have diet autism uh like a lot of what you're talking about is really hard for you like like to just chill out without some kind of drugs is like very difficult. However, um, I've, I have a lot of friends that are kind of like just normies. They're not doing this for like philosophical reasons at all. Like they take acid. It's a fun time, whatever. Uh, mm. But my friends who like, uh, like myself actually like do psychedelics for the intention of like personal growth and change and like getting better at things. Um, like the, like I don't have ADHD when I'm tripping. Right. Like, it's the only time that you're able to sit still for two hours and listen to the entirety of Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd <laughs> without moving a muscle. Right? That's impossible. Like, ever, like ten, five minutes of that is impossible without drugs for someone with yeah. ADHD. Dude, so I, it, watched, I watched, uh, let me interject real quick because yeah. this is important. Last night I watched uh, Jurassic Park for the first time in like 10 years because my kids hadn't seen it. The first time. And, uh, I there's so much that I missed of that movie. Like I'd, I've uh -huh. seen that movie so many times as a kid. I didn't even like fully process the entire story. I probably watched it at least 50 times in my life and watching it now um, with just a little bit of weed. And I'm like glued. I'm like, Holy shit, this is incredible. Like just the ability <laughs> to like, you're right about the laser focus stuff. Like everybody says, Oh, weed, it makes you distracted. Like, I, I feel like Not it's quite the opposite. ADHD. It makes you laser focused. If you know, if you have like an intention, if you know what you're going to do, if you make a list or whatever, it makes you laser focused, but that laser is really sharp. So if it points away, 
then you get easily distracted. But uh, yeah, mm. I just thought like for some reason, it, it's funny that you bring that up because that just happened last night. And I was like, oh, shit, this is a movie about a theme park with dinosaurs. I barely even got that much before, but I like this movie for some reason. Synchronicity. <laughs> I, I dig it. So, yeah, I think that um, I think that a lot of these drugs that have been banned. Uh, so that's that's kind of like my where I bring my political views back into this is uh, is like given everything that I was just saying, I think that we have evolved to be worse at life because the substances that give us those uh, the I think I think I see psilo, uh, psychedelics as like cheat thing like it's like cheat cheating codes. it's yeah it's like <laughs> cheat codes uh in the in the simulation it's it's especially lsd because it's chemically made like it's not natural like that is straight up just a a chemical like fucks with the with the like electro shit in the brain like like that is just a cheat code in the simulation and there's no way other way to explain it it's like literally giving yourself a virus to like skip ahead a little bit um <laughs> but so there's ways to also known more- as going to sleep and then waking back up later <laughs> <laughs> let me just fast travel Ooh, fast forward here yeah uh but no uh, monsters nearby let's go <laughs> go ahead um where is I going with that? Oh, um, so I think that like there's ways to get there naturally, but there, but it's a lot easier to get there, uh, and and, and it kind of like helps you get there if you have like cannabis or psilocybin or even like DMT. And the fact that those have been like extremely unavailable for about a century now uh, is why like we've gone so far the opposite direction, and like we're yeah, about to, alcohol like, is still perfectly fine. That's yeah, like literal poison. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Kill the brain uh, cells. Don't, uh, don't, don't mold expand them. them. Yeah. 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 I like this idea that, you know, it's funny that the, the evolutionary model is, is this idea that, oh, we keep improving over time and that we evolved and all that. Right. So the idea that, oh, we were primitive and stupid in the past and the future is, you know, we're, we're changing and evolving. You see this kind of transhuman agenda stuff going on. But it, right, it may be the opposite is true that we were actually way more in tune with shit and brilliant. Our ancestors were smart as fuck. They weren't a bunch of dummies, you know. Like there's periods of ignorance in in other times, but like they were flying the Nephilim spaceships around to make the pyramids. Right? Yeah, yeah. They may have been ten feet tall, for all we know. Like, I mean, there's some cool shit that maybe we're missing out on because we're we're like the we're basically like the dumbed down, you know, Hobbit. Uh, for not to disparage Hobbits, um, but let's let's say the the. <laughs> You know, as time goes on and we have more, you know, mutations or problems or whatever is going on to poison us, it, it's making us less human. We're, we're losing touch with something from our deep past that we forgot about. Okay, before I let uh, let anyone respond to that, I just want to point out the fact that we have told, I don't know how many, like, semi, like, racist or sexist or something jokes. And the only one that I've heard a caveat for was, like, not to disparage hobbits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the hobbits out there, <laughs> Peter Dinklage is somewhere. I think, I think because of... <laughs> canceling the show as we speak. Pull no, up the only ladder, dude. If, no, if only Peter Dinklage, only Peter Dinklage for being a show. fucking ass with his comments on that shit recently. Yeah, isn't no. it great uh, that Peter Dinklage <laughs> plays a giant? Isn't that uh, misrepresentation in, in <laughs> Thor? Isn't he taking jobs away from perfectly good giants? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I don't um, no, I know. I, really I had a moment of guilt because I thought right. hobbits are great. I was like, hobbits are sweet. You know, that, I was like, that's not the analogy I'm going for. Yeah, that's all I was getting. But yeah, <laughs> that that we're we've devolved over time, not evolved. Yeah, that's a good way yeah. to put it. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Maybe be careful these days. And the hobbits got high as fuck, so they were clearly more advanced. They they right. knew what was up. They were like in touch with shit. They were just chilling in the Shire. They were vibing. It was great. It was great. That wasn't tobacco and Gandalf's butt. Yeah, let's be honest. No, not even a little bit. No, that is straight DMT. <laughs> yep. Uh, a wizard is never late, nor is he early. He got here three days ago on a bender, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> I disappeared for a bit. I don't know. I think it's magic. I love it. God, That's... we can talk giants and Nephilim and shit too if we want. Ooh. I'm telling you, man, you get that that flat door open, you start asking <laughs> some serious questions. There's a lot. Hmm. Man, so so we'll guys, I I wasn't aware that these guys necessarily knew each other when I set this up, and <laughs> uh, and if the group chat that we've had for the last week was any indication, I knew that this was going to be a great fucking conversation. <laughs> I like um, the idea that you didn't know that we knew each other, and then go going back and reading our our uh, private message where Jack and I just go straight into it, retarded, like just back and forth. <laughs> And you're like, I don't know what's happening, but well, I, I knew that I you guys like, a year knew... ago we would have been more strangers, yeah. But we've yeah, yeah we've become familiar. I knew that you like knew of each other, like like Dan, because you told me that you had read Jack's book, I think. Yeah. Um, so like I knew that you knew of each other. I just didn't realize that you had like had these conversations already and were just gonna like explode my <laughs> Facebook Messenger <laughs> with like <laughs> autistic <Yep>. garbage. <laughs> hey, if you don't take things too seriously, life is fun. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's something Jack and I have in common. I don't even agree with Jack on everything, but uh, if you don't take life too seriously and you understand that you don't know everything, then uh, you can yeah. have some fun. Oh, we have fun. Yeah. So, so my sister's chiming in saying that uh, that the uh, the DMT is why the ring didn't affect the hobbits and why they oh, were able shit. to. Yeah. Um, so why why didn't Gandalf want Frodo to tempt him with the ring? Then he should have been more than fine. He was the one passing the oh, DMT that's around. True. That's right. Yeah. yeah. 100% debunked. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Rip to the sis. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I uh I I'm really a fan of this kind of like, you know, I'm going to throw the banner back up. Anarcho-spiritualist. Uh cuz like so my political beliefs are that like any anybody with like the thing after anarcho is usually retarded. Um like if you're an, <laughs> if you're an, if you're an, if you're an cap like like if you care so much about your like um, predetermined like deontological like prescriptive like I gotta force everybody into like my perfect system. If you care so much about that part of your personality that you like identify as an ANCAP instead of just an anarchist, you're you're trash. And same with like the ANCOMs and and most like right or left libertarians. You, you want like a big tent anarchism that doesn't specify right I'm, I, mean, I'm a... I, would, I would i would probably call myself either or or maybe given depending on the conversation well... maybe a minarchist like i i've been having these conversations with uh with 
like Republicans and stuff. And I'm just like, I, I don't have all the answers for everything. And it's the same as fucking re- my stance on religion. Like I, I can say that I'm an anarchist and hypothetically, like I hope that everybody goes to heaven when they die and everything's flowery and happy, but that doesn't <laughs> change what is. So like I'm an anarchist on paper, but it's like, if we get down to it and this isn't working, maybe you know defense maybe whatever like there's a conversation to be had mm-hmm. but we're, we're like nitpicking over that bullshit when um the the world is going to cre- like we're so right, far away right. from even the most like happy conservative republican land and i'm like well, let's get us there and then i'll just keep going and we can talk after that so i, yeah, I don't think like... i i take offense to your ANCAP statement sir but, uh, <laughs> you, I, I, well, you and david brady umbrella he's and like it already includes as, all these little ones so as an fine. ANCAP, yeah. i have never been so offended by something i would 100 <laughs> agree with <laughs> right like, like i would that's I like would, that meme what is it like in conversation i would say i am an ANCAP, probably or an anarchist i use them kind of uh, in interchangeable yeah, but that's it's the like, closest i can describe myself that, get that seems if you, if you to care yeah so i only Hank, say ancap to clarify between ansoc or com or, yeah it's like i'm yeah. i'm as free market non-force voluntarist whatever as you get in that mm-hmm. regard so so Hank Reardon in the comments, uh, anarchists without adjectives. Uh, that's like, if you make me actually like go, go further than anarchists, like that's what I'll say. Like, are your adjectives in your, in your bio, bro? Uh, I was going to no, say, are you saying that not. like ANCAPs and the rest, it's like we're having our like pronouns in our bio for our political is, beliefs, yeah. basically. basically. <laughs> basically. So I got, um, I had uh, Jeremy Kaufman on the show uh, probably like three, three and a half weeks ago now, right? I'm, I'm a terrible person. I can't um, be here. I, I disavow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Irrational and retarded. <laughs> I actually got the episode. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, but then you saw that in that episode, uh, he was like, I'm pro communist. I'm pro fascist. I'm pro everybody. Like, I don't care. Um, and he kind of went into that, like, anarchist without adjectives thing of like, there is so, because he takes it to a level, and I agree with him, but he just he articulated it very well in that episode. So I'm going to kind of copy him uh, here. Um, you know, he takes the anarchism to a level where, like, caring about what's going on in California as a New Hampshire right or whatever the fuck they call themselves is the same philosophically as like uh, wanting like a regime change war as like an American in the Middle East. It's like, why? Like, nope, doesn't fucking matter to me. Like until you are like encroaching on my property and stealing from my property and my money and like trying to tax me or force me into something like I do not give any fucks and that's that is i think that's the philosophical like anarchism and libertarianism that some people actually hold hold dear to their hearts most of the lp doesn't fucking understand because they want they still want to like take over politics to force their ideas onto other people right like we just want the right to exit these systems like you can have your systems and your taxes and your dumb stupid ideas just leave us out of it i know and this is where i defend the libertarian angle which is just like it's it's right defensive political warfare it's like just let us be free from the system and so others can decide to create systems if they want but no i'm with you though because because it's not like we would care to go crush other you know regimes we just want a place for people to go to whether that's geographically or just like a kind of in that kind of ancapish way of like just to, the right to exit and withdraw your money from a system and go i'm going to voluntarily you know, give to these services and that and just 
live in my own kind of separate citizenship status that's different from all yours, you know? Much like, we, you know, uh, I like the idea that politics could transcend geography at some point, much like people can have multiple phone carriers and providers mm -hmm. and live in the same building. They don't need to like vote on which cell phone, you know, they're all gonna share and use based on a vote every four years. It's like people should, in theory should be able to just live amongst each other and pay or not pay for certain services or protections or things. And it wouldn't have, it'd have nothing to do with, you know, geography or your jurisdictions or all that, you know, it would just be kind of free flowing, almost a bunch of overlapping, you know, kingdoms that. We kind mm, of had that right now with every it. single product having to take a stance on politics. Like we have a Republican pillow and we have a Democrat <laughs> pillow that failed because communism sucks. Um, and like. Take M &M, the red pillow. <laughs> right. Skittles are taking stances on political issues and cultural issues like we do to some degree we have like multiple economies kind of working or i guess it's just demographics but there are certainly companies that pander to certain uh individuals and push more in that direction so yeah yeah 100 percent. and i i agree with you jack like that's i think that's like uh the future all anarchists want right like yeah. that's that's the ideal and and caps um, can want that you... too asshole <laughs> <laughs> Um, which so is my fucking point, though. That's it's my fucking point. Let's like, keep arguing. <laughs> let's make this is, a fight again. Come on. Let's, let's go. All right. All right. Let's go. If, make if Fight Club have, fight again. My, favorite, <laughs> my absolute favorite debate to actually do, and I've and I've debated multiple people in person on this, like in in depth, is the like the resolution of Ancapistan cannot exist without uh, Ann Compton uh existing somewhere near it um and like m most ancaps that i've met uh will take me up on that debate and actually argue the negative of that resolution that like ancompton won't work and it's ter terrible and it's stupid ancoms aren't real and anarchists. i don't give a shit if it works exactly <laughs> exactly that's because you're like What's a real problem? anarchist but the people that will the people that will take me up on that argument the people that will actually push back um David, Ann Compton is the, the Anokar communist version of Ann Capistan. I have yeah. actually not heard that one. I like oh, it. Oh, yeah. that I I definitely can't take credit for that one. Heard that I'm one giving on. it to you. All right. Sweet. I well, like that. No, I've once described it too as like you could have these minarchist or socialist city-states and then the anarchist wilds where like it, it's like as long as you ever had the right to enter or, or, or I guess to exit whichever system, it's like who cares, right? I mean, as long as you're not preventing people from leaving their city-state to go into the anarchist wilds if they decide they don't like it. Like, you know, just that's all we're asking for, right? It is a, an ocean of, of anarchy to sail freely as um, pirates or whatever. And, um, you know, for the land lovers who want to stay on land, they can. If they let we want pretty to much the everything from like Syracuse, New York to the tip of Maine secede. So just like upstate New York, like a third of upstate New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine, just if they just let all of that land secede, uh, the entire Libertarian Party would just move there. Yeah, every anarchist yeah. would move there. Everyone that get, like cared would move there. Um, yeah. We would all be out of their hair, and they could go about their business in the other yeah. like forty six and a half. I guess that's states. what the Free State Project's trying to do, right? They're like they, they want to carve out Liberty Land and then say, "Look, just come here, and we'll you know, yeah." 
I guess it's kind of the strategy. There. I just wish it wasn't like bum fucking cold. cold yes. Bullshit. Like, <laughs> yep. like yep. fuck New Hampshire. I'd still I still hold true to the belief that uh that the Free State Project is like a psyop because it's like trying to make all of the it's trying to like make everyone like self-identify and like move into this like barren wasteland uh where they can easily they can kill just us like all. starve us and kill us. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> just one, like yeah. It. Drop one I mean, nuke. It is, and, it is yeah. not just the kidding. best. It is hardly. not the best state to uh, homestead in. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, I have a question for y'all. So, if I'm right, and beyond the uh, Antarctic ice wall, there are untold oceans and lands awaiting. Assuming that very small. Wouldn't that though. be? <laughs> wouldn't that? Yeah. Wouldn't that be? Uh, why they would want to keep that from us? Because if we knew there was just unclaimed free oceans and land for fucking ever out there we would just all fucking up and leave these slave systems mm -hmm. isn't it almost like if we're in this control system that's why they wouldn't want us to know that there's the anarchist wilds out there because they they don't want their slaves to leave they don't want to stop taxing us and controlling us so hence the motive to uh to keep us from knowing that there's there's newer worlds out there you know the new world was the new world to the old world continent wise but there may well be more and but hey whether that's spiritually one day and some kind of new heavens new earth or whether that's literally out there uh, waiting for us yeah i like it yeah well, before we wrap up uh dan tell everyone where they can find you watch your shit uh interact with you and uh and fall in love with all the great content that you put out. Absolutely. You can come cancel me every Wednesday at 2 p.m. corn time on the systemisdown.tv or follow on YouTube. Just look up this. Actually, youtube.com, I think it's slash the system is down. If you search for it, you're probably not going to find it, but um, you can find me there or follow me on Twitter at TSIDpod. But the main, find all the things at the systemisdown.tv. And yeah, come be weird and real and have some fun while the world ends with us. Beautiful beautiful and thanks for having me too yeah thanks for coming uh always always a pleasure uh jack tell people uh where they can find uh everything i got the link there uh but pitch yourself oh again, yeah so. jackcaseybooks.com um if you like sci-fi fantasy cool dark psychological thriller political draw all that all the stuff we've been talking about it's in there um the royal green series um, it's a trilogy, uh, but kind of like a pilot trilogy. I'd love to do more in that in that world, that story. Um, and same with WVW, short uh, short story, hundred pages, um, funny, dark political satire um, of our times with werewolves, witches, and vampires. And short whatnot. enough for autistic light people to. Yes, yes, I made it uh, all the way through. <laughs> exactly, he's the uh, proof of concept. That's right, and. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, I would love to keep writing and entertaining y'all. And especially when you read stuff that is fun and enjoyable and cool and makes you think. And you can at least know that it's written by someone who probably shares a lot of fun, similar ideas as the people probably watching this and enjoying this conversation. So um, I would appreciate it very much because uh, I don't want to have to keep working, you know, a real job or whatever. So um, I'd like to <laughs> do what I love one day for a living. That'd be great. Um, Amen. Yeah, thank you, man. This has been awesome. This has been a great time. Sure. Yeah. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Can you believe that it was an hour and 54 minutes already? 
Yeah. Whoa. That's uh yeah. Yeah, I one... can. This felt like forever. I hate oh, it. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. I always wonder if people <laughs> if anybody ever says that like, yeah, I can actually believe that. Can we go? I've been watching the fucking <laughs> clock, bro. <laughs> I feel like well, some of the, some right, of the co-hosts but... on my show get Look, to that point. Where some like, of us are yeah, different levels of, of drug intake than others, right, no, so our right. time perceptions may all be different. We don't know. Uh, no, yeah. it, it flew by. It was awesome. This is true. Yeah, I loved it. All right. Well, everyone that was watching this, especially not Dave Brady, though, not that guy, um, but everybody else, <laughs> thanks for watching. Um, you can catch us back here tomorrow night uh, and wednesday night we're doing fight for liberty at the normal time and place uh we've got some awesome guests there and then thursday night 10 p.m freedom time 9 p.m corn time uh fight club is doing another episode this one focused on the fight uh, we've got angela mcardle versus tony DeRazio uh debating over oh. who should be the next chair of the libertarian national committee so that's going to be nice. a great time um just those two um Sorry to any other candidates that might think that they've announced and that I might care about them. Um, <laughs> so catch us back here next time. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming. Uh, this really was a great time. Love you, Josh. <laughs> thank you, guys. This is awesome. I had a blast. <laughs> All right, everyone. Stay at Keep up the fight. Shut up and sit down.